Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. Video episodes are exclusively available at questionthislife.com. Hey guys, welcome to Question This Life. And right now I just want to do a little bit of an introduction episode because I had a really nice long conversation with a good friend of mine. His name is Justin Small. Now, we had a 14 hour long conversation which went in so many different directions and I I loved every second of it. And we've actually met up a couple of times since then and had even not quite as long as that, but still pretty long uh, conversations. So what I'm going to do with this content is I'm going to split it up into sections. Um, I want to like make sure that we're kind of covering a lot of different topics in the different sections. And that way we can kind of like present this in a series of episodes, um, so to say. So I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about um, Justin before you actually see any of these episodes. And just to kind of give you a bit of context on that. So uh, Justin is a a fellow comedian. Um, We both do stand-up comedy in the same scene. And uh, I saw him perform quite a few times when I was very, very new. He'd already been doing it for a year or two. Um, So he he was always kind of someone who I I sort of looked up to a little bit. And I thought, wow, this guy's kind of like, he's already sort of got his, uh, you know, type five together. He's kind of like presenting his himself in a certain way and so on. Very uh, confident dude on stage. Um, So always like, you know, had had a respect for him in that sense. And we didn't actually speak to each other very much because when we uh, first started running into each other, I was very new in the scene and he decided to move away from uh, uh, the city to visit his uh, brothers who are actually living on the other side of the world. So he stayed with them for about a year or something or a year or two. And then he came back. And then it's when he got back that we kind of like reconnected. We, we said hi and then we got talking a little bit. Um, we became friends kind of through the, the, the comedy and sharing the shows and hosting shows and that sort of thing. Um, but one thing that he, uh, we, we had a conversation and this is something that, that, that comedians do all the time is after the shows you go and get some food or go and get some drinks somewhere. So we're sitting in a, it's like two in the morning, we're a bad place and we're kind of just sitting there and we're just having some food and the, really quickly the conversation got interesting and I mean, I mean that like, not to say that our conversations to that, previous to that weren't interesting, but it just, we, we just started going back and forth about, um, you know, uh, all kinds of topics, you know, we talked about the Kabbalah, we talked about ancient wisdom, we talked about lucid dreaming, he mentioned that he's uh, really into crystals, and it's kind of when you, when you speak to someone and you realize you're kind of on um, a similar level, or at least you can kind of like, you, you can definitely find some common ground in this kind of alternative, um, uh, uh, alternative research, alternative theories kind of world, then you can kind of just spark up a really naturally uh, like lovely conversation where you're kind of like, oh, so you're into this and I'm into this and that these are this is how those things overlap. Oh my God, and have you heard about this? And it was it was like that for a couple of hours. We stayed there till I think it was three thirty or four in the morning, 
Um, I had an early start the next day, but it was just so uh, uh, compelling that I had to stay. And I, I think actually what, what I ended up doing was I cut, I cut off our conversation at four in the morning and I said, dude, let's, let's stop talking about this now. Let's park this conversation and let's actually have it on camera because we're, we're, we're really kind of connecting with each other and having a good chat here. So um, let's just let it, let it fly once when I've, I'll get the nice setup going and everything and we can just switch the cameras on and see what happens. So we did that. Um, recently and this is what's going to be coming up in the next few episodes. So I also kind of just want to talk a little bit about um, uh, how how I kind of see this podcast at the moment is, like I've said, it's a, it's a mixture of um, m- my kind of uh, inner monologue, my thinking, um, my uh, uh, theories and, and the, the way I feel about things and, and kind of my reflections. And then it's also uh, kind of uh, giving you an insight into some of the cool people and the kind of like interesting people that I have around me and in, in my actual network, in my actual circle. And then I hope also to be able to extend out into the world, big wide world, you know, like a lot, there's so many interesting people who I want to speak to and who I want to kind of back and forth with. Um, and there's also an, a, another big thing that I want to do, which is to look at some of these ancient texts and kind of do um, like a commentary, like a read along. So um, I'm not sure if this will be exactly how it will go, but for example, we could take a book like the Book of Enoch and just kind of, um, I just might just read it in front of the camera um, or at least just audio only, whatever it is, and kind of just go, go through it and take pauses and think, think out loud and kind of like go through that process. Because this is something that I love doing alone. This is something that I love doing um, to expand my consciousness, to understand more about where we are, what we're doing. I think there's no, there's no better place to go than the ancient texts. Um, and the, the ancient texts that go from all over the world and looking into uh, uh, deeper stories, you know, like astrotheology and all this kind of stuff. So there's so much that I want to get into. And I sort of feel like there's no better way to do that than to actually just start... Uh, uh, reading some content and kind of just seeing where the 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 show goes essentially. So I'm being upfront from the very beginning. I said it in the first episode. I'm always going to look at this project, this show, as my opportunity as a normal average guy to look into things that are maybe not quite so normal or. Um, and, and, you know, it, it might change from week to week. Maybe one week it's extra controversial. Maybe another week it's, it's very normal kind of uh, topics of discussion. Who knows? Uh, there's, there's a lot of different things that I want to talk about and I don't want to kind of like limit myself at the beginning. So I want to just kind of keep going and keep putting this content together and keep putting myself out there, keep putting this uh, show out there, showing you the cool people that I'm uh, able to interact with on a, on a daily basis um, and then also to reach out to people from um, outside uh, my immediate network. And you're obviously going to come along the whole journey with me. So wherever this ends up going, whatever this becomes, um, uh, I think it's super important to remember to stay grounded and to kind of... Um, keep these principles of constantly learning, constantly being able to have your opinion changed, um, and just to kind of have open, uh, clear conversations with all kinds of people, um, and that's the goal. So just a little bit of an introduction episode, um, specifically for the uh, Justin series that's coming up, and also for the, uh, the, the, the idea of um, you know going through some content and kind of doing a commentary together. I think that will be read out. It might also be that I'll, I'll kind of play a lecture in the background, 
and then you can kind of sync it up, sync up your own, uh, you can watch the same lecture and we can sync up the time or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it's going to go. But for now, I want you to enjoy the next episode, which is the first episode of the series with Justin. And uh, thanks very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you soon. What is some content that I can create that I can be dedicated to and fully get behind? Where I'm like giving it, it's, it's not too work intensive. I can give it my all and um, people would find it like engaging. Mm -hmm. You know, I always think about that. Like, what could I do? Um, <clears throat> I had one idea like, what if, uh, what if I just start telling stories? Mm -hmm. You know, like not like funny stories about shit that happened at different points in my life and tags, tag a person who that story is with or about or something. And then get them to comment on it, or yeah, or, and, or maybe um, yeah, I don't know, because I noticed that, that, that of the people who were like, let's say, follow me on Instagram, some of them are here for my comedy. You mm -hmm. know, like some of my they're friends from home, Malaysia. Certain people they always tune in, they'll comment, so, oh, this was funny, blah blah blah. So like, and I also noticed um, like in a marketing way that that enough people watch my stories that if I tag somebody in something. In, in the analytics, you can see people that clicked that and went to their profile. Mm -hmm. I started realizing I can send people in certain directions, mm. you know? Enough people watch and are curious to know what's going on with me in my life to click a link to see mm. who this person is they don't know. And so I was like, okay, so what if I start just telling stories and tagging people? Then I can start to see, okay, who's kind of listening to my comedy, like who's here for me, who's engaging, you know, takes the next step to engage with posts. and. It could just be like a fun thing for whoever I'm telling the story about to kind of check it in. Mm -hmm. And then maybe people would want to hear about my story about them. You know, like, mm. do you got a story about me or something? And you could do it all on Instagram, for example, mm -hmm. using the Instagram reels. Yeah. Like the longer video. Word. Yeah. I've actually never... I need to upgrade my Instagram because every time somebody sends me a reel, it says you need to update your app so okay. you can see it. So I've never seen a reel. Okay. I've gotten like a hundred of them so far. It's not. It's, sorry. It's not, <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. I haven't, I haven't seen anything you've sent me if it's a reel. <laughs> it's not like anything groundbreaking. It's just that it doesn't cut the video into a square. It allows the video to be like almost the length of the the camera, the phone. Okay. So you can do like a vertical shot, mm -hmm. short film essentially and stick it up there. Okay, word. Um, you know when you watch someone's stories and then you click it, it takes you away it takes you to another thing mm -hmm. that's why it's it's different okay. yeah word word um i was trying to think so like i i had a similar challenge in my head that like i absorb so much content i'm obsessed with all this crazy shit mm -hmm. and uh comedians and all this entertainment and all that stuff so i was like i have to get on it i, mm -hmm. I have to start doing something mm -hmm. so um uh and this is like, you know, post starting doing comedy. I'm talking mm -hmm. about like, I need to be doing something online. I need to get some shit out there. Yeah. So I kind of thought like, I would quite like a, a podcast or something where the theme is like questioning. And then that's so open that it could become anything. So it's kind mm -hmm. of like, my, my thinking is that eventually it will just kind of morph itself into whatever it will become. Yeah. But yeah. the grounding thing is that it's about questioning stuff and having conversations and having your mind changed and blown mm. constantly, mm -hmm. not being like stuck with your beliefs. That's, that's good. That's the, 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 the theme of it. 
So I was thinking like having conversations with uh, cool people like yourself or just, mm-hmm. just me, myself, ranting or like talking, you know, like I've, I read all these like ancient books. You talked about the Kabbalah and stuff. Mm-hmm. Imagine like reading a verse from the Kabbalah mm-hmm. and then talking about it for an hour. Mm-hmm. Each sentence you could talk about for an hour. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. just that's so much endless amount of content that you could create. And, and then again, it's you. Firstly, it's, it's me kind of like um, solidifying my ideas and like kind of like coming up with my opinions on shit and then also hopefully someone engages with it and maybe starts doing their own research and then they mm-hmm. read a book or whatever mm-hmm. um, so yeah. it's kind of like the both 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 best of both worlds good thinking yeah. good thinking what, what I took what I like that I took you know what I took that I like from what you said is is uh, you're gonna just kind of you, your, your idea is flexible mm-hmm. with the you know with the understanding that well, further down the road it might take its own shape oh yeah I think, uh, yeah, good thinking, man. Yeah. Good thinking. Cheers. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's where I guess how you end up with something organic, and um, and still fun for you. you yeah. Because one big thing for me is I don't want to start something that ends up where I'm like, oh, I gotta do this again. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, I guess the people want it. You know, I want yeah. it to be like, whoa, I can't fucking wait to do another one. That's so you true. Know? Do I know a couple of people who are doing creative things? that they're not even that into anymore but they're mm. just doing it because they're getting paid or mm-hmm. you know they they feel like they owe it to their audience or whatever mm-hmm. that's not a cool place to be yeah you don't right, want to be right. doing it just you don't want to make that the the horrible job that you hate mm-hmm. this thing that should be free and open mm-hmm. that's yeah avoid yeah. that yeah totally. um how how about um i, I wanted to ask you uh so like if you you've had this idea about like putting yourself out on um doing these stories and you're also doing comedy you're also like kind of out there a little bit mm. how easy was that for you to do and and Good question and like how first of all like how, so first question how easy was that for you just to like mm-hmm. put yourself out there secondly how much is uh so like the first question is like how naturally does that come how does that feel and then also, are you out as out as you want to be? Do you want mm-hmm. to keep going further? Do you want to bring mm-hmm. it back? How do you see that kind of like panning out? Your Good exposure questions. on the internet kind of thing. Good questions. So it always makes me super ner- like like putting myself out there, doing doing stand up. Uh, never really worried about it because I'm really I, I, you know before I even started, I was confident that I could be good at it. Um, and I've always enjoyed kind of making strangers laugh, just in general. Um, and, and, and if they don't laugh, I don't really mind how they see me. What mm-hmm. worries me the most is not being in control of my image, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <clears throat> and it, to put myself out there, um, to answer you directly, was not easy. But in what it's taken is a certain level of acceptance mm-hmm. within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the reasons that I like wasn't cool with it at first, or like secure with it, is that um, um, you know I have my own insecurities that I worried about. You know, like oh, do I look weird? You know, am I too skinny? Uh, like you know, I make weird faces, and people would you know, I, I, you know, it's random. It's rare that people catch me. I'm looking fly and handsome and shit. I always like like a weird face. Am I cool with you know? Um, and then also like I don't know. I've never really had internet trolls before 
and that's just something where you just know people are just going to come and expose like the worst parts of you that maybe you didn't see. Have you had that but, already or is that just something um, that you were expecting? I had I had one troll. He wasn't roasting me. It was actually on some racist shit. I, I made a joke about Black Pete and then months later someone commented on my post and he's like, Black Pete, he's the greatest Christmas character of them all. And I looked at this dude's post. I looked at his profile and it's like him. He's a Black Pete cosplayer. And I was like, this is whack, man. Why are you even on my wall, bro? So I just didn't acknowledge it. I was he like, obviously just wants to get the clicks. Of you the just want right, okay, yeah, yeah, you just want to yeah. ruffle some feathers. So mm-hmm. eat it, you know, kiss my ass. <laughs> so, so, um, but yeah, so, so the um, acceptance that I had within myself was that um, I, like, I, I'm a silly person, but I had this, uh, oh, yeah, I don't like not being controlling my image. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, people taking photos of me and looking weird and them ending up in other places. Like I had to accept like, okay, if I want to be, if I want to, you can either look cool or you can be silly, you know? And then I had to realize that like being silly and being yourself is cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's actually the coolest cool that there is. And uh, you know, if someone snaps a picture of you and you're making a funny face, well, that's comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's your style. You make a lot of faces, so you should be cool with that, you know. Because when someone sees them, they, they're not gonna think, "Oh, this guy looks weird." They should generally think, "Oh, this guy goes hard," you know, mm-hmm. or he gets into his act. So I started framing it differently in my head, and then also, um, you know, if you're looking cool all the time, then when you look silly, you look out of character, mm-hmm. and then and then and then so you confine yourself because someone who's silly can look cool and be silly they're expected to be able to do both but someone who's just mm-hmm. cool is, is intended you know is supposed to remain cool and if they look silly they look weird mm-hmm. so when I, when I realized like being being yourself if that silly actually is the coolest you can be uh, that's part of that acceptance okay so anything else that you footage is just me on my journey on my way you know mm-hmm. trying to be authentic with myself yeah man that's interesting so interesting mm-hmm. such a good like uh, summary of it yeah. I'm in the exact same situation, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think probably I'm, I was just kind of thinking like inevitably kind of like putting the situation on myself. I, how, wh- where am I in my journey with that? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's, I don't think I'm quite as far along as you are. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably still a little bit too protective over like, it's not even like seeming cool because mm-hmm. like, I don't actually really care what people mm-hmm. think, but it, it's a, it's an internal thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I should be this way. Yeah. And and then that, that, that be- exacerbates and becomes this thing where it's like, why is this guy acting so weird? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, whereas like the, all, all of it's in your head and it's, it's definitely getting better, but mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't quite reached the level of full acceptance yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I was talking actually more there about, um, I kind of went off a little bit. So I'm talking more about in the room, in, oh. in like a, a comedic situation or okay. a hang or whatever. Um, and then even like online is, a, is another thing because I've been doing this uh, spokesperson in like voiceover work now for like four or five years. Mm-hmm. And that, that at the start was like a big like, fuck, I'm going to put myself out there, like mm-hmm. create profiles on Upwork, Fiverr and stuff with my mm-hmm. full name, 
my photo, mm-hmm. apply for jobs to be the voice or the spokesperson for this company. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not comedic, but it's it's almost like you're out in the world in a way where you can't be erased. Exactly, and I'm you there. might you might find yourself again somehow. Oh yeah, years later. Who knows, man? I'm Who there. Knows, I'm going to come across you. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and I've done like some really weird videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, I've not quite been dildoing myself on OnlyFans, but um, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> that's another that's on the other side of the spectrum there's a whole nother thing but uh who knows man maybe one day maybe. <laughs> bro dream big bro dream big sandy you might make um, it but uh but yeah like i mean once you've one i don't i've done just like like to give some examples like i've done like this uh customer testimonial where i pretended to have taken this pill and that it was good it was like a 10 minute thing of me talking into the camera and doing all these spots of like mm-hmm. you know like i'm in pain i'm happy mm-hmm. da, da, da. and it's all about like explosive diarrhea mm-hmm. so that's kind of like floating around the internet it's a video of me <laughs> with my actual name saying like i i, I couldn't uh, i couldn't even plan my day without thinking of where i have to be in the bathroom instead of like really going <laughs> yeah, off on one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's like that's just there someone's gonna find that and that's mm-hmm. that's who i am to them mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah Do you know totally what I mean? like totally. it's that's kind of like something in my head it's it's categorized within i'm a gun for hire mm-hmm. you can i'm a mercenary yeah i need to pay my rent and I, this is a skill of mine like you know i've turned down a few things where it was like just completely off you know mm-hmm. but most of the things I'll, I'm, I'll just i'll just go for it because like why not mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what have i got to lose yeah i could i can see i can see that there's a certain nervousness behind that like how, how do i like wow i'm really going to be out there forever yeah you know um and yeah man i definitely think about the things i post before i post them mm-hmm. let's say um you know and because I, I have jokes that i have video of that it's fun to say in, in, on stage but i'm not quite sure if i'll put it out yet mm. you know like just post it you know on, in, online because then again it's a lot of things get taken out of context right mm-hmm. um but yeah as far as like being out there more i would like to be but in a way that's presentable. Because right now it's somewhat helter-skelter. I really just I post clips of myself doing stand-up with subtitles. Um, or I post Instagram stories of me doing interesting stuff or photos. Mm-hmm. You know, So I'm not really out there much. But I would, I would like to have something that I can be dedicated to, that I can you know, get behind and feel good about, that I see as scalable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some ideas. Like I, I had this idea for the uh the comedy kickback mm-hmm. the show that i had mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um or great show by the way thanks really man appreciate yeah, the love thank fun. you thank yeah. you and um you know my idea is that I'd, I'd like to be able to take this show um and less have it less as as a live stand-up show more of an online show mm-hmm. um i want there to be a live audience but you know w- with x amount of people in a room full capacity whatever but then online an infinite amount of people I'd like to be able to tune in mm-hmm. from all over the world to experience this online stand-up. So when I was thinking about how do I how do I do that, you know, to keep people engaged online, well, they love stand-up. We already know from certain platforms like the Colors Music Channel or like mm-hmm. Tiny Desk mm-hmm. Concert, people love this intimate musical setting online. Mm-hmm. We know these platforms already have millions of streams. I just connected the two, you know, comedy and music. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, then I need a cool aesthetic backdrop somehow. It's got to be interesting to look at to engage people and, and keep them from clicking to another channel. Mm-hmm. So what if I am able to then shoot this in 
different you know we know berlin has so many really fucking cool funky places mm -hmm. bars and clubs and stuff what if i'm able to do this show with different venues and and showcase this weird wacky side of berlin you know this upscale downscale kind of stuff going on mm -hmm. it could be if i if i have if i have let's say an audience of like a thousand people that tune in every month even or just like at one time let's just say one thousand people that's leverage mm -hmm. i can probably approach any venue and be like yo uh i can pack it out full night drinks mm -hmm. great stand-up music and i'm also bringing a thousand eyes to your to, to to your space that have maybe never been here before from around the world it could be you know equate to tourism dollars or mm -hmm. social media engagement it could be you know so this could be something for them you know and then uh, I even think about like, if, if I could get what, like a thousand or plus people into a stream, let's just throw, throw out a, cra a crazy number. Like I've got like 5,000 people tuning in, mm -hmm. you know? Um, that's the kind of leverage where I could start contacting legit artists and be, you know what I mean? I could contact some of my favorite rappers and be like, hey, do you want to come and fucking do this thing? I've got this fucking mm -hmm. ven this this five hundred seat venue streaming live to like five thousand people, you know, and, and you know I can call like fucking some up and coming comedians or something, maybe some legends if they're around, mm -hmm. you know, and, and and then be like, yeah, I'll drop in and do a headlining spot, and I got this cool rapper rapping, you know, what I mean, or mm -hmm. artist or something, and I could even um, I even think about like um, if it was like a legit, you know, I even think about it not as um. Right, like a live show, but I think about calling each, uh, uh, let's say each um, each show, technically an episode, because mm -hmm. maybe it's live streamed, and maybe I can chop it up into a cool, funky structure, put it online, and you can just tune in and watch, or you can just stream it audio-wise. So when I think about, sorry, that was really long-winded. Yeah, no, it's good, man. But when I think about all of these things coming together, I think like, wow, that could be a really interesting platform. And maybe I'm not hosting it all the time. Maybe I'm giving exposure to other people to just to keep the show entertaining. So you know, always hearing from me, but we've got other great hosts around the city. Mm -hmm. I can invite mm -hmm. other people to come. Maybe I'd do a spot instead, so people see me host and they see actually my material. Mm -hmm. I think it could be really interesting. So that's something that I actually do think about. But the growth and the mechanics behind it requires live stand-up. Of course, which and is, it requires, unfortunately we're all dealing with that right now. There's, right. there's nothing going on, so. Yeah, it requires certain technology and, and moving parts and stuff that that aren't happening now. So um, that is one idea I have about something that would be cool with my name on it that I could put out there and really try to grow. Mm -hmm. But some, I also want something I can rely on myself with. Mm -hmm. Like, I really think your cooking idea is cool. Yep, yep. You know? Um, Definitely. You know, I, that, 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 that's what started, started, you know, got me asking, because, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah man. And that it's the, kind of the same sort of idea we have with this uh, Quit Playing Games, you know? It's like, mm -hmm. it's something that, that's the second time we've done it and it I, we just think it's like keep a simple concept keep it with a simple game format mm. like a board game or a xbox game or something mm -hmm. get some funny interesting people in the room they don't all have to be comedians my friend ryan mm -hmm. is, has been great the last couple of times he's just a funny aussie guy mm -hmm. they're just outspoken people so mm -hmm. he's just like a interesting personality and then you could do it in such a way that it's scalable like you could do one a week and it's not going to kill anyone editing and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. get it kind of rolling and then who knows what that looks like after 100 episodes you know yeah so yeah that's mm -hmm. kind of the goal it's just to keep doing it and obviously get a few under the belt put something out and then just keep 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 growing it mm -hmm. and then if even if it becomes something else that's fine 
I can. It's already changed in two episodes. That from mm. the first to the second, now to the third, it's going to be quite different. Good. Just because it's you just learn. You know, you can only think so much, and then you try it, and then it's like, oh fuck, that was too, way too long. We spent too long on that. We did cold showers the first time. Yeah, I heard. Was, I uh, heard. I heard. That's crazy. It was good fun, but it was like I was kind of running back and forth. We had a camera filming the, the shower. <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. It was like seven things to synchronize at the end. I was yeah. just like, this is too crazy. Like, yeah. Let's keep it all in one table. Hell yeah. Like <laughs> got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I was wondering how that how that worked too. I was, I was like, cold showers. That sounds crazy. I don't yeah. Know what's going on? It worked somehow, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, man. But. Yeah, uh man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, in conclusion, yeah, I'm on the search for, like, what can I do on my own mm-hmm. to put my own name out there in a yeah. way that I'm comfortable with. And that's what all the, like, uh, the guys who we're looking up to now, comedian-wise and also content creator-wise, they're all doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. They have their own little studios, they have their the own audiences. Bill Burr, the Bill Burp Monday Morning Podcast. Oh, my God. I, I'm like, this dude fucking, if, if I could have a podcast where I just talk about shit, just funny ranting. just ranting mm-hmm. you know and open letters and give people advice that sounds like so much fun mm-hmm. you know and, and and he makes it so funny just with his natural whatever mm-hmm. like uh, you know i could see myself doing that in maybe two years and becoming super funny you know mm-hmm. i could but mm-hmm. it's already been done yeah you know? true so that yeah that's it man it's so it's it's so it's hard to be original nowadays but mm-hmm. i guess you just have to do your thing and then eventually it will morph because mm-hmm. we're all we all do the same thing, you know. I bought the same thing that a hundred other people have. You know, there's there's nothing special about this. It's just another one, yeah. And then see what happens, mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of thing. But that's fundamentally good. Fundamentally, that's the the plan is that it's mm-hmm. fundamentally sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah man. man. Yeah, man. So speaking of uh, fund fundaments, <laughs> foundations. Yep. Uh, the pyramids. Very Dude, strong, strong foundations. <laughs> I was thinking about. That's it's weird because when I was thinking about like, hmm, is there something I could say to get this thing started? Yeah, I was thinking about think pyramids, like a, bro. I was trying to find a, a, a segue. Is it like fu- fundamentals? Not actually not the best one. <laughs> fundamentals, fundaments, found, found. I found something. Yeah. Foundation, the nation, foundation. found, founding yeah. nation, foundation. Haitian. Right, Haitian. Foundation. I found a Haitian found foundation. Foundation. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a, nah. a wordplay joke in there. You know, when I was thinking about yes, uh, the other day, I, I don't know why I keep thinking it's yesterday. The mm-hmm. other day. Um, Saturday. It's, it is quite peculiar. The pyramids can be found everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, oh, we could talk about pyramids if you want. So, like, pip, th- that, that structure is uh, all over the world, all over mm-hmm. the place. There's the ones, obviously, we all know them, the three main pyramids mm-hmm. in Egypt. There's, mm-hmm. like, hundreds of pyramids in egypt mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hundreds of them hundreds yeah. hundreds f- ranging from almost as big as the big three mm-hmm. to like very small yeah and everything in between there's one there's one called the bent pyramid which looks like it's been bent you know like it's the foundation is is like this mm-hmm. and then the top is like oh wow so either something's happened to it cataclysmic like something from the the cosmos or mm-hmm. like some crazy so uh, oh, and the the reason that you see them all over the world is because they were. Uh, it's not necessarily that the same people built them. It's just that it's the same bit of wisdom of like building this structure mm-hmm. in this specific way mm-hmm. using these mathematical laws and so on. Mm-hmm. Who knows where they got them? But they they all had them. Yeah. Then they build this structure, and 
get the benefits of that, that structure mm -hmm. so there's like and quite often they're like um aligned like celestially too though you know they're like aligned celestially from they're like on... latin america to to egypt oh yeah okay yeah so they're they're, they're very often on these like energetic ley lines around yeah. the world stonehenge is in the middle of one mm -hmm. uh you know the pyramids of egypt are in the biggest landmass of the earth Mm. and they're in the middle of that mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. these people did not do that by accident mm -hmm. and the just thinking about the great pyramid it's like a humongous structure right with the uh, there's like a million crazy things about the great pyramid but just to talk about the like where they're located it's like three uh there's three main pyramids right mm -hmm. and you were saying that they're aligned to like the stars there's a very good evidence to suggest that the people who built that were actually building a model of the milky way the sky because the three pyramids mm -hmm. are the three stars of orion's belt oh, yeah and then there's the and it's just the way that if you if you actually look at it on a map and stuff and you kind of go into it you see that there was at least i wonder whether they were replicating it or if they're just following all of these things are just following the same rules and they then end up looking the same. Mm. So we think, oh, they, they aligned it to the planets. They aligned mm -hmm. it to the stars. It's like, actually the stars, that all of that is just the law. And mm -hmm. then they just took the law and did it here. Mm -hmm. So of course we think, for example, Chichen Itza in Mexico is a perfect uh, example of all the planets in a, in, you know, mm -hmm. that we see in our sky. Um, but, but I don't know if they, if they were doing it so much I just think it just so happens to be that they all follow the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to like articulate what I'm trying to say. It's like there are these golden rules of ratios and maths and energy mm -hmm. lines and all that kind of stuff. And everyone was building on them. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. that, and that's it. And that's why you see all these similar structures. Mm -hmm. Like in Bosnia, there's the biggest pyramids. Bosnia yeah, has I ridiculous heard, pyramids. I heard Bosnia has a giant pyramid that's like uh, the people think is a hill. Yeah, it it's it's become a hill, but it's a man-made structure, and it's bigger than the Great yeah, Pyramid. Of Egypt. I heard it's like it was debated, like is this actually a hill, exactly. or is this man-made with just forestation covering it? Or exactly. Something? There's one in uh, um, uh, Cambodia. That's uh, what's it called? escaping me there's another one that's like now a hill but mm -hmm. we there's evidence that the stuff that's under was placed there by mm -hmm. humans so mm -hmm. that would make it like thirty thousand years old you know mm -hmm. and that just doesn't add up with mm. with the the kind of accepted constantly changing but accepted timeline of human development it doesn't right. fit that there was people building shit this, this big thirty thousand years ago mm -hmm. makes no sense um and and but the fact that they're all celestially aligned, you know, and, and they range in dates from like thousands of years, you know, before what we commonly thought people to start. That's the part that really I find really interesting because, I mean, to, okay, so I also, I also heard I about these. I could about this stuff for, for hours, by the yeah. way. So There's so many things I wanted to say and I was just like, oh, I'll say a little bit of this, a little bit yeah, of that. Yeah, same, so, same. So it's, it's, I'm also interested to know what you're interested in and then, then mm -hmm. we can kind of go off on one, you know? Okay. Like, so it's like... Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, just to dive in, you know what I mean? So, I, I okay, I try, I try to balance things in my head where I don't actually subscribe to one belief or another, mm -hmm. but I kind of just allow them to float as floating pieces that I consider. Agreed. And mm -hmm. I fucking 
this Anunnaki thing, bro, is quite, mm -hmm. <laughs> to use this word again, but quite peculiar. And that's kind of where I'm getting at with the, you know I mean, all these, you know, similar ways of thinking and, and you know, these, these similar wisdoms being expressed in different, you know, individually, seemingly unrelated in these different places at different times, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, and uh, I, I remember there's um, these people of Mali who have these the ancient, yeah, 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 the Dogon, yeah, 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 we yeah. talked about this. Yeah, we talked about they that. They have yeah. these these mm -hmm. ancient was like tales or like ways of describing things. Their ancient, whole yeah, their whole like mythology. The, and yeah, their mythology, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. it, it like relates to like the understanding of like the universe, like different star systems and it's stuff. It's Sirius specifically. Yeah, they're, Sirius they're obsessed with Sirius, mm -hmm. and like they know. For example, they, they their elders would like draw a, a circle with a little X and a thing here and it's like slightly egg shaped and whatever. Mm -hmm. And to them, they're like, this is the egg. Mm -hmm. And then this is the, you know, the fleck of ash or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And what, what that actually is, if you take a map of Sirius and you mm -hmm. put them together, it's the same. Mm -hmm. And they say that they come from Sirius, that, mm -hmm. that, that their lineage is from that star. And so is all of ours in a way. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, how can they know that? How can they, it's, for, that's why I'm thinking, always it's not a question of uh civilization growth and then learning it's more mm -hmm. like maybe they were founded essentially by like their their lineage goes back to people who were getting information not in that way maybe they were taking psychedelics maybe they were mm -hmm. time hopping maybe mm -hmm. they were sending their consciousness to like other planes i don't know what was going mm -hmm. on but somehow they were getting this information of the universe and how it works and then they were able to implement that knowledge mm -hmm. and like the the dogon they have a, a tradition every it's every like 75 years or something long enough that you would question if a small tribal community could keep that going how mm -hmm. can they remember 75 years yeah every 75 years to keep doing this exact same thing and they do this kind of procession with masks mm -hmm. and the masks uh, have a very close relation to um, just the, all of the symbolism and stuff is very, very closely linked to other stories, mm. talking about the procession of the equinoxes and all this kind of stuff. It's like they're, it's the foundation of their culture and they mm -hmm. don't even really understand why, mm -hmm. but they just know all this information. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's there's people who think that maybe the, the people who are the Dogon from before mm -hmm. are actually the people who were in Egypt when it was chem pre yeah. pre the pre yeah i've heard that pre-dynastic so like before the pharaohs mm -hmm. and like uh yeah so yeah there's like that. a kind of like joined link going way way way, yeah. way back because i heard there's a linguistic link from yeah. like ancient egyptian to to uh, the dogon yeah to yeah. the dogon exactly yeah. very similar words and stuff mm -hmm. um and oh yeah man there's there's so much about there yeah totally totally man um it makes me wonder so there's two things that are totally unrelated that that that, that you know i mean um so one i was thinking today i want to ask you mm -hmm. maybe i asked you this before do you think it's weird that we're the only uh beings on earth that grow hair almost exclusively on top of our heads it's definitely an odd an oddity mm -hmm. so so you're you're kind of thinking along the lines of like genetic changing in the past or something like possibly that. yeah yeah I, I'm completely open to that because yeah me too the, the, that's another thing it's like for me it's it's when you read these old books I have like the Tibetan Book of the Dead the Emerald Tablets the Anuna Elish the Bible the wow. Torah all of this stuff right they all have the same 
stories and the same themes and the same disasters and mm-hmm. the same lessons they're just told slightly differently mm-hmm. and a lot of them talk about what happens when you die and they talk like the tibetan book of the dead is like a long 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 story about all the different levels when you die like you get judged in this place and then blah, 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 and then your heart is measured with this thing and that's the same, thing, the in same egypt. thing in egypt they have the exact same uh, mythology and it's mm-hmm. like i think that that's actually just how it is and we have almost forgotten that in the mm-hmm. West. We've just kind of like put that to one side. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, we call it woohoo and then that's it. And mm-hmm. then we're just very obsessed with our material reductionist. Here's what we actually know, mm-hmm. which I believe in too. That's the mm-hmm. thing. It's like, I'm not saying that this is bullshit or that we're in a dream or all this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. like, you, you, you can't say that like, you just, you cannot justify the the stuff that's in these books and the, the, the monuments that are around the world. And then also say, we are a civilization that started in like 5,000 years ago in Sumeria mm-hmm. and then they just knew everything. They knew mm-hmm. math, they knew everything. Mm-hmm. And they Suddenly, came up with everything. Exactly. Yeah. And then, then came the Egyptians. Then they built all these stone monuments. Mm-hmm. This is like a couple of thousand, you know, 4,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. Then came the Greeks, then came the Romans and mm-hmm. now we're here. We're mm-hmm. the top. Yeah. Like that's just, if you believe that, you either have never been exposed to the extra information you just kind of take what you're what's given mm-hmm. or i feel like you're you must be living in some level of delusion yeah i think it's a level of, is that a selfish thing to say i don't know i think i i, I think because because i got i got i got friends from home who, who kind of think along those lines and i think it's like i think it's a combo either a combination of things or different things for different people but i think some people you know, have a hard time deconstructing their worldview and then to, 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 to see some to see it as something different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think for whatever reason, maybe it's painful, maybe it's maybe it takes effort and people are just it's easy to just think this. Um, but I uh, I remember I, I was listening to this book, this this philosophical book on uh, audiobook, and it was talking about the difference between religion and spirituality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was saying that religion is when someone else from another time dictates to you, let's just say what the laws are, you know? And then spirituality is when you leave room for you to walk through and experience life and you determine them yourself Mm -hmm. from your own experiences. Mm -hmm. And religion can be very alluring because it allows you to not have to think for yourself. You know, and this book says that, you know, that God or whoever, whatever it is, 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 is constantly communicating with you. The universe is always communicating with you. But if you allow someone else to tell you what's going on, it, 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 it relieves you from having the responsibility of having to listen and, and, and define it for yourself. You just kind of allow someone to tell you. You just kind of follow that. And it's just easier for you to do that than it is to make, go through the effort of being confused. Mm-hmm. Agreed, of being confused man. and not know, and, and, and admitting to yourself you don't know and you're not in control. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had funny conversations with my mum. For example, she's Catholic, brought up like religious, and mm-hmm. she's not obsessed, but she's Catholic. She's a religious person, and we had a big fallout, almost like uh, lasting years, when I came out as atheist. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. And then in the last kind of like five, seven years, I've moved towards this more kind of like spirituality path and you have to kind of tread carefully here it's like i'm spiritual but not yeah just right yeah, yeah but yeah. it's kind of like that here's the difference to your point it's like i can have a conversation with her and now now that we're now that i've moved on from 
the religion of saying there is nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm now open to everything, but I can speak to her and we can almost like level with each other. And I can say, you know, I respect a lot of the teachings of your religion, mm-hmm. but I feel like you are a better person individually through your own moral compass and the experience that you've had in your life than the people who uh, lead that religion like the Vatican, mm-hmm. the kind of those kinds of people who are like the actual upper echelons of this religion, mm-hmm. in my opinion, are not the most moral people mm-hmm. because of, wow, that's 10 hours. Yeah, we you already know. know <laughs> we man. all know. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, I'm, I, I, it's almost like as a compliment to her, I'm like, you've surpassed the highest level of uh, care and kindness that is possible within the framework of the religion you live in. Mm-hmm. So even you don't believe it to the letter of the law or else you wouldn't be as kind and nice as you are, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, kind, it's kind of like you, you, there's this limitation put on you. For example, that's why I have all these different books because I don't want to just read one. I want to read them all. And there's like the, for example, the Holy Bible. I keep pointing over there. As yeah, if, yeah. As I was as like, as oh, okay. to the ghost <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's no books over here. Actually, they're, they're even in here. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm pointing over there. But anyway, the, the books, wherever they manifest in my reality. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, at some point you were just like, what yeah, so I, have to, I need to look. <laughs> Where are these books? Oh, there are no books. Okay. Uh, the books are actually here. So we've right. got, got like Tibetan Book of the Dead. That's hilarious. We've got, so, for example, the Holy Bible. Right? Mm-hmm. This is the King James Version. Mm-hmm. It was edited by Constantine. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So this book is like a uh, uh, amalgamated anthology of mm-hmm. like all these different old stories. Mm-hmm. And then it's been constantly re-amalgamated and re-broken mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then Constantine was like... This is now the definitive one, and he removed a whole bunch of shit mm-hmm. and added a whole bunch added of shit. a whole bunch of shit. This thing he removed the Book of Enoch, right? So this was in the original Bible wow. at some point, and in that book is the the cool shit. That's the that's the bit that should be in the Bible. And what does it talk about, dude? This is the bit where it talks about. Um, so have you have you read any of the Bible, Genesis? Yeah, yeah. Genesis? yeah so like yeah. in Genesis, you know, like the Nephilim. It talks about like. At some point, he says, "Like, uh, uh, then the the there were the fallen angels, or they're called like the Nephilim, fallen mm-hmm. angels mm-hmm. in in Genesis. They were like these kind of watchers, and they're kind of like of our reality, but not in it. They're mm-hmm. kind of like overseeing what we do. Mm-hmm. This is in Genesis. Right? Okay, I don't remember this." Page one, okay, <laughs> literally. Word. And it's so wild because no one ever reads these books. They they just think of like, oh, a priest, a sermon. It's like, no, this is fucking like a really weird, Story. deeply esoteric yeah. book. Like there's yeah. so much going on in there. So they were like, the, the Nephilim are watching us. And then they started to lust after the human women. And then they bore children. And those children were giants. Says this in Yes, Genesis, I remember this right? part. Yeah, so I remember this part. So then, then it's like the, uh, God strikes down all the giants because he's like enough mm-hmm. then it's like almost like jump cut like like as if you're watching a film and they just chopped out 20 minutes of the film mm-hmm. and then it's like the next thing it's like you know whatever abraham i can't remember what the next story is mm-hmm. but there's this whole section that was m- missing until uh it's been refound several times over the past so in the 1800s uh there was a uh uh uh, like a ceramic jar found with these scrolls written scrolls in the dead sea 
way the out. Dead Sea Scrolls. Dead Sea Scrolls. So on, in the Dead Sea Scrolls is the story of the Book of Enoch. And this book is also in other like random uh, finds. How the right? fuck do you find a jar in the Dead Sea? Right. And they, fi- they find this jar and it's got these stories. And it's, it's almost like, imagine you found a paint, uh, you had a painting and it had a hole in it of like painting. And then you, f- you find something and it's the exact hole that fits that. Mm-hmm. So you've got the beginning and the end and the bit that's missing. So that's, that's what someone's like done is they've like printed in the 1900s, whatever versions of this that people can read. Fuck, and th- the, the story is like, it goes way more weird. So it's like the, the um, Enoch was this uh, character, let's say, and he starts having these dreams where he goes away to another plane of this he goes to like the, the the star plane the astral plane and he's having like full-on like like month year-long times there and learning things and meeting kings and uh it, it's it's just like the whole first third of that book it's only that big is all about the the nephilim banging the human women and creating these giants and then the Whoa. giants the giants roamed the earth and they were like pillaging and going crazy and stuff and then god was like this is way too much this is like this is not holy like you shouldn't be having children with the the women mm-hmm. so he like struck everyone down and kind of killed everyone and then it goes on it's like this guy enoch he learned all this stuff and he, it's all his wisdom of like being in this plane and learning mm-hmm. and none of that's in the bible they just cut it out completely um, and there's loads of people in the Bible, including, I think, Abraham and a couple of other people, uh, maybe even Noah, I think. I have a, f- I, I'm, I'm not finished it, but it's like Enoch is related to Noah in a way. Or there, there are mentions of Enoch in the Bible, but they're not mm-hmm. like uh, extensive. Mm-hmm. And then it's all this stuff about, um, you know, there's all this other shit that's missing from the Bible as well. Like there's a theory, you know, so Jesus this is like my New Testament. Jesus is like story goes from like zero to 25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then well, he dies at what? 33? He died oh, at 33. Oh, it skips some time. But it goes from 27 to 33. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it's just his last year. Mm. And that's when he's really preaching like the love everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all one. It's like essentially Buddhist shit. Mm-hmm. And what happened, there's a lot of people who think that there was some time there where he might have gone to Tibet or Egypt or one of these places where they were practicing mm. this older wisdom of like, yeah. we are all one in consciousness. And I, then he came back and, and it's, it's maybe that... not even just one person, but the, the Jesus characters of the past mm-hmm. were going off and learning things and then coming back to the West and being like, we, 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 we have to stop the war. We have to love each other. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I think that's that's the best part of the, the, the story in, in a way is that kind of like, um, you know, being that that activated individual can save you. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great message. But mm-hmm. I think that they get there in a really weird way with the Bible because it's just like all of these things. Da, 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 then suddenly he's he's enlightened and he knows everything. It's like mm-hmm. they're, they're missing these years of mm-hmm. development and understanding. And Jesus pops up as a prophet in Islam and Hinduism. They have mm-hmm. a character that they equate to the Western Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I just think the, the story wow, is way man. more complicated about, about the Bible and what those stories are and how they were amalgamated and what they mean. And 
Just kind of, wow. And this is, this is the, the tip, man. This is the tip. Just There's, the tip. This is just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just giving wow, you the man. tip, man, this first time. Just give me the tip, dude. <laughs> Thank you. There's people who think that the Bible is like, uh, like it is like the, the, the chakras. You know how mm -hmm. we're all built? It, it, like it is like the Sermon on the Mound mm -hmm. is you having a unique thought. And mm. the 12 disciples are the 12 different uh, emotions that control your uh, consciousness. Mm. Like, you know, when you're feeling like a fit of rage, mm -hmm. you're not being yourself. You're being that archetype, mm -hmm. that like, mm -hmm. that's one. And then there's like the happy guy, then there's the... Da -da -da. Right, right. And this is a character called Marduk in the, uh, I think it's Greek mythology. Uh, oh, no, no, it's that's the Sumerians. The Sumerian mm -hmm. mythology, the, the guy who's like the hero is Marduk and mm -hmm. he's got eyes all the way around his head. It's all mm -hmm. like that, that eye, the all-seeing eye, like right. the Egyptian all-seeing eye. He's using his focus as a charged individual to, to, to save the day, to, to rec rescue the princess or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of just like a ranting. But no, no, go ahead, bro. <laughs> no, this is, wow, man. Yep. And there's, there's people who think that like, that it's a, the Bible is a, amalgamated map of what's going on in the sky mm -hmm. that the sky is is the dance of the gods and mm -hmm. the bible is just human beings interpreting that into text so it's like the israelites walked for x years and moved to here it's actually like mm -hmm. this uh, galaxy going from here to here and what mm -hmm. that means in in the the frame of time that that happens mm -hmm. it means that like you know they say like the full moon causes this and da 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 like but some the, of these things happened historically though right yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that's, that's another interesting thing. It's like, I don't think that there was just one man called Jesus. I think mm -hmm. there was like a, a theme, a time where thousands of guys, men were doing that, but were, were becoming enlightened and enlightened so on. And, and coming back and, so and preaching similar things. Exactly. There's a few, uh, this is quite interesting as well. There's a few like um, uh, claims to have Jesus's remains. There's a few churches in the world that claim to have them. One mm -hmm. is in uh, Ethiopia, where they mm -hmm. also claim they have the Ark, the, yeah, the lost yeah. Ark. And then there's ones in, uh, I think it's in, uh, struggle, I can't remember. Missouri? Yeah, well that's another like whole one. Like Mormons or something like that? Didn't they come from like, uh, they say that they come from like some crazy lineage yeah, of like uh, uh, someone who came to America yeah, and, or, then, and then taught this young kid. I for, I, I forget. Uh, I, I know there's some dude named John Smith. Yeah. And Jesus was born in America or some weird. Sh it's it's like some wild like or he had visions or something. I maybe, think it's and... that like when he was a kid he had visions and he learnt the knowledge of the past or something like that. I don't know. And yeah, they they, I they they start their religion there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, just, I, I yeah. Well, I was just being stupid. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember because <laughs> I just know there would be someone church in america being like we have jesus remains too you know it's like fucking like alabama or some shit <laughs> they wouldn't someone would do that oh man and then I, yeah there's just like there's a few guys who i watch on uh uh on youtube and stuff mm -hmm. who who do this kind of uh dot connecting mm -hmm. there's one guy who he, his he's got hundreds of hours of him and, and like he uses like a a whiteboard like a teacher mm -hmm. literally like a teacher and he's got like for example the 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 sky like the star map and then he's superimposed like a lying down human mm -hmm. with the head at aries because 
Aries is always the beginning of the yeah, cycle, the right? Yep. So the head is Aries and it goes all the way. And he explains why each part of the star map is each part, part of you of because body. we're all part of the cosmos. It's the same like fractal Whoa. thing. Then he's, he's talking about how um, the Bible is the human written version of that star map and he he's like and as you can see like da, 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 it's just he fucking nails it it's like aries and then this and then pisces and, wow. da, 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 and then these are the different ages and these th kinds of things happen then mm -hmm. right now we're, we're going into um, aquarius mm -hmm. which is after the age of uh you know darkness and so on this is meant to be the one where we're all enlightened and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff and yet we still have free will which is kind of crazy mm -hmm. or do we Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's another. That's wow, another ten man. hours. <laughs> that's really fucking interesting, man. I feel like I'm just like shouting at you, but no, no, because 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 these are there's like there's like little bits of things okay. that I know, and you're kind of like adding extra parts to them where I'm just like, oh okay. shit, or you know, like yeah, I've heard of that, or like oh man, I just made a new connection that does make sense, or mm -hmm. like yeah, I heard about this way, but now I'm hearing about it that way, you know, or hearing something that I knew re-explained. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that yeah, that was that was dope. <laughs> you know, when when I when I think about a lot of this stuff, I try to put my like when I think about history, I always try to put myself like in the shoes of people at the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, p people like you know, uh, 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 like Constantine or the Nicene Creed. You know, it's clear. I think it's clear what their intentions are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm trying to make sure that me and my kids eat forever. Mm -hmm. You know, or, or mm -hmm. like, you know, because we've got, we, we clearly see how influential this is. Mm -hmm. And if we add the stuff that makes sense that we agree with, you know, we're going to control our like status quo ad infinitum as mm -hmm. long as we possibly can, you know, and mm -hmm. like for example, for, you know, we're basically, I guess you could say, taking part of Constantine's culture along with us all the way up until today. A hundred percent. There's people who think the Roman Empire never died. It still exists. Exactly. It's I just, mean, it's it's at some point the founding basis of all of our culture mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, business systems and banking systems and all that kind of stuff. It all goes event essentially back to the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't really surprise me that, that, that somebody at some point would take it, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and, and put their like grubby fingers on it. Cause right. I, cause you know, um, I imagine that, like living life back then people were, still more or less so, so there was like let's say in Constantine's time there was still if you were Constantine you're probably like living fucking life is the shit mm -hmm. you know but if you are like 90% anybody else you're probably living in squalor like savagery you know yeah. and um you know fucking it, it, you know holding on to what you have knowing that like everybody else doesn't have shit is probably so thin and probably takes a lot of effort you know um Meanwhile, rival fucking kingdoms and trying to take take over, like you really fucking need the unity of of people. So it's like mm -hmm. you know, for us to survive and to make sure that that my kids stay in power like for forever. What else are we gonna do? You know, yeah. this is part of a hustle. You know, and I, so I imagine like if I was there too, and I was like, yo, I don't want to be, I don't want my kids to end up like shitting in a hole. You know, or, or people taking over our family and massacring everybody and crucifying all of us. And then their kids get to have what we built. You know, we got to fix this book. Mm -hmm. You know, I, like I just, I, I, I've come to a point where I kind of, I feel like I can kind of empathize. Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, because maybe we were talking about this one time. I was reading this book talking about how institutions aren't inherently evil. Institutions are the byproduct of 
people and essentially have the same will as the people created them as trying to survive mm -hmm. change you know and it's the fact that the 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 upper echelons of those institutions changes mm -hmm. it's not the same people that mm -hmm. are at the top forever right it does often change mm -hmm. as opposed to the idea of like it's this one unchanging thing group yeah. yeah i'm talking about like lower down institutions who knows man where, where, when you go high up enough maybe there is a small group but I, talking maybe. about just like big companies that we're aware of mm -hmm. um i don't think they're intentionally evil mm -hmm. and the, the fact that the board of directors changes every year is kind of like evidence to that to some mm -hmm. extent it's, it's just it's just so it happens to be that the the way that it manifests in the world mm -hmm. seems evil because it's kind of like get what i can mm -hmm. make hay while the sun rises and all that stuff you mm -hmm. know i, I mean, don't want my kids to be yeah having problems in the future and i think that when you look you know, like on the higher scale even with the the people who who we don't really know if they exist or not but probably do mm -hmm. um i think it's the same principle applies to them too you know mm -hmm. because if if they if they've got all of this power and influence at what point would would they be incentivized to be like you know what let's let it go Mm -hmm. You know, at what point when they'd be like, yeah, we have trillions. Let's say they have trillions. They Whoa. Do, yeah. At what point mm -hmm. are they like, uh, fuck these trillions, <laughs> you know, like, let's be broke. Like, so, so they're probably invested in creating a system that allows them to maintain what they've got. Mm -hmm. Period. Like, full stop. And, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's lame, but I think, it, but then again, I'm not a trillionaire. And, you know, um, I think it's also hard to judge like because because who knows like if someone if you woke up tomorrow with a trillion dollars in your bank account who, who knows what kind of person that would make you you mm. know if you if you never had a want for anything in the world you could achieve anything anything that your mind came to i want to start a company that competes with walmart <laughs> and i got enough money to do it tomorrow even if i don't i don't need investors i just have a trillion dollars i have a trillion dollars i just do it you know like uh you would just you know what um i'm just i start to em you know empathize i guess a little bit more like you know even with um and i don't want to make it sound like i would do that too or that mm -hmm. i would be evil it, i just but, but that, know but that it's i good don't to know, know that you that you have that in you because everyone has it in them everybody That's has the, it in the union mm -hmm. uh, philosophy of like the shadow we all have a shadow mm -hmm. we all have mm -hmm. the guy who's bloodthirsty and yeah guess what he wants no matter what and all that kind of shit and we also have the the, the good kind side and apparently the, the best way to be is not to hide the shadow and to say it doesn't exist, mm -hmm. but to actually talk about it and voice it and be aware of it and mm -hmm. use it when you need it. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. if you're in a situation where you have to defend yourself or your friend or your family or your whatever, whatever system is, whatever situation is happening, you should be able to be strong enough to be like, here's a bit of my darkness to mm -hmm. stand up to this mm -hmm. as opposed to just being the guy who's like, I'm always good. Right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a good guy. Totally. Totally. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, are you, are you are a good you guy? Though? Do you know you're a good guy? Do you really know your deep moral foundations are all good? Cause yeah. no one is like that. Mm -hmm. You no know, one is like that. those are people who are probably, who would probably do some really dark shit when the time comes and, and, and they have no, nothing else to rely on because mm -hmm. It, you know things that would probably surprise them and the people around them because if like if you don't believe that that thing exists in you you know it's that 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 means it's walking around unchecked mm -hmm. you know and like i feel like those are the kinds of people like when things you know some mad max you know fucking like anti w w what is it um post-apocalyptic mm -hmm. shit goes down mm -hmm. they're gonna be fucking eating people oh yeah, <laughs> you know like definitely. i feel like those people are gonna be like 
take the reins of some weird society and just fucking unleash crazy hell on people because they because because they don't even know that it's there exactly right and it's it's that same uh that you know that experiment with the electric shocks that you're shocking someone and, they, yeah, and you don't, you don't, you don't know. know that it's not true mm-hmm. but you'll give them a deadly dose yeah. just because someone told you to do it who was wearing a lab jacket mm-hmm. it's that same kind of thing like uh, I think it was uh, the Gulag Archipelago this like very intense book I read uh, I was listening to like uh, Jordan Peterson lectures and he, he basically the guy who wrote the Gulag Archipelago Sol- Alexander Solzhenitsyn was in the Gulag he was like in that world he could, he was there so watching Working it, observing there? it I, I or just like visiting and like studying I think or? it's just a deep study and he, he basically said uh, the thing that surprised him was that it wasn't crazy mental uh, psychopaths who were doing the killing and stuff it was normal people and it was like they would sh- ship people into the the death camps mm-hmm. and then the the prisoners would lead them from the train to like the workstation and then they would make them like carry like sand from one end of the complex to the mm-hmm. other and then all the way back again mm-hmm. just 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 to have them working just to show them that like they're working for nothing mm-hmm. just so that they suffer oh and the, wow this, this is the prisoners doing that mm-hmm. because they were like part of it at that point you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's it gets to the point where it's so pathological that it's like everyone is doing it yeah, including the doctor the and the nurse and the vicar everyone is just like yeah, it's a, killing it's like, and snitching it's a little universe almost like exactly. a little world and that's like the extreme of totalitarianism mm-hmm. or the extreme of the left where it's like we just we lose sight of individuality and people and care and all that stuff and we're just like how can we all survive or how can we kill them all or whatever mm-hmm. fuck um, that's really scary man yeah yeah oh man it's like average normal people man were like manning the guards at auschwitz and stuff they weren't they yeah, weren't like they crazy were nationalist psychos like you see on the street now mm-hmm. it was like just like me and you man yeah. just like we just got an assignment today and yeah. that's what we're doing and we just got wrapped up in some shit and like would you do how do you know that you'd be the kind of person the one percent of people who like wouldn't pull the trigger or would cause a underground uprising mm-hmm. or something it's mm-hmm. very low likelihood that it would be you or anyone you know yeah like totally do you know what i mean yeah totally and like, how, or, or if you're on the other side and you're starving to death and they throw a piece of bread in, in, in into a room you're not going to kill somebody oh yeah to get that piece of bread if you're hungry and, and maybe somebody that you know or love Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading this. Have you read this book, Mouse? Oh, the no. Gra- the, oh, man, there's a great book called Mouse, which is this graphic novel about this guy's experience of of uh, Nazi Hungary oh, and then going, going to Auschwitz and all this stuff. And um, talking about how they were starving and kept in these different places. He was being shipped from one place to the next. To the next and it was a box car on a train that was so packed with people. And they're traveling, I think, for several days. It was so packed that you couldn't sit down. You stay, everybody stacked like this. You couldn't even sit down. And um, uh, they got to some stop. And what guards would do for fun is take like a loaf of bread and throw it in and literally watch people kill, kill each other to get the bread. Because people are starving, starving, starving. And you can't, you, you you can't move, nutrients. but people are yeah. just fucking. And in the book, this dude talks about how he saw a son kill his dad his dad his dad was like older and weaker and he, he got this piece of bread and and his son he said like everything in his eyes was gone you know and, and fucking like fighting fighting and like killed his dad and like took this bread and was like just 
eating some by himself and someone jumped on him or something like that and that's so dark man yeah man it was just like fuck i can't believe that's you know but that's also that's also mother nature and it's so that know? that's like savagery animalistic instincts and it's also the guards throwing the bread mm -hmm. also for, the, for the game right for you the know game just and... just to have this dark game mm -hmm. that's that kind of like shadow perversion of like oh i wonder what it would be like if all these people fought for bread mm -hmm. they're starving mm -hmm. to death I think that spark is in everyone, unfortunately. unfortunately. That's just part of who yeah. we are. And like uh, this Gulag Archipelago had a, uh, there's some pictures, man. They're the worst pictures I think I've ever seen, maybe up there. And it's like Eastern Russia during the war, everyone mm -hmm. starved, you know, like in, in Russia. Mm -hmm. There's pictures of like a small village and it's a table like this, and a, a man and a woman, super old, weathered like obviously dying of starvation and stuff mm -hmm. and on the table are like the cooked remains of their children a head arms oh what the fuck dude a, what a torso and they're selling it for meat and it's just people are buying the arm and you can see like the head of the baby there and it's been barbecued you know to eat and that's that's the that's the extreme of the extreme totalitarian left when it's when it becomes more about the collective the individual becomes a uh, uh, something that you could just cook to eat. That's how. That's the extreme level of it. Whoa, bro! Do you think they killed their kid, or do you think he died and they're just like, hey, well, let's uh, chop him up and sell him? I was thinking like maybe they had eight and they decided to sell four. I don't know. Who knows? Sell four or chop like, one up and cook one. I, I don't know if they killed them or if they were dead, but it's it's almost like they're not even thinking of them as children. They're thinking mm -hmm. of them as like resources mm -hmm. either to work or at this extreme to eat mm -hmm. which is like like we think that's so far away but but yet there's a lot of people who 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 uh long for extreme 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 left-wing politics and mm -hmm. they this this was last century not that long ago this was like whatever it was 1937 or something mm -hmm. and hey, it's, if it's we so allowed... easy to forget of that about that you know that's where that goes these should... people are still here and if we allow them, they will. They will They'll do this again. again. Yeah, and, the, you and the, know what I mean, that's wild. They're they're among whispers. us. Yeah, and and the extreme right. My whole thing is, what what do we all agree on? Let's find the things that we all agree on and meet in the middle. Like we all agree. Uh oh. X Y Z. But what if it's? I mean, a lot of America agrees. You know, like fucking with Donald Trump. You know, like true. Uh, like okay, what? Yeah. What this if? Like, uh, what if yeah. there was a secret fan? What if there was a world vote? Everybody, you know, I mean, let's vote for shit. And then there's a secret understanding that most people believe in, like ge genocide or like eugenics or some okay, like weird yeah, yeah, shit. You yeah, know, I suppose, what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. secret that nobody intense, expressed, yeah. but people were yeah. like, "What do we? Hey, everybody, we all agree on well, that's like the that we right? should all." kill Chinese people. Whoa. That's a surprise. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is stay away from the extremes. Yeah. That's yeah. my thing. It's mm -hmm. like if you're wielding a swastika or a hammer and sickle, mm -hmm. I have to question what you're mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Totally. How do you how'd you like, come to these conclusions, man? Yeah, Walk I, me I, through I, your logic. Kind of yeah, this mad, and that and so are. we should kill all of them <laughs> like whoa bro yeah, let, yeah let's get rid of them man how did you get from here to here yeah. walk me through bro yeah. you like i want to see the steps in your math homework it's like, just like yeah yeah bro so yeah so that's like like a bit of a dark conversation yeah but true, but man. here's here's something though i have these i have I, sometimes i wonder if there's 
maybe another timeline or past life in which I was one of those of people. As in, I, you have lived the experience of being the captor and the ca mm, captured. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved. Video episodes are exclusively available at questionthislife.com.